Hi, everybody. I am Crystalina May, the witchy historian. Welcome back. Welcome to episode two. Today is our first witchy episode. Well, it's also our first episode, but you know. Um, I am actually going to share a little bit about my practice and my coming of witch story. Uh, so before we get started, uh, this episode is scheduled to be released on January 19th, but since I already shared today's witchy calendar quote on the end of the first episode, I'm actually going to share the calendar quote for tomorrow, which is the 20th, which apparently begins Aquarius season for all of our astrology fans. So Aquarius is the 11th sign of the Zodiac. It is ruled by Uranus. It is associated with the element of air and it bears the symbol of the water bearer, which some people think is really weird. They're like, why, why is this water bearer in the sign of air? But water is being carried through air, right? So something to keep in mind, some things about Aquarius. Um, and I will be doing an astrology series later on, like down the road a ways. <laughs> um, and we'll talk more about Aquarians. But um, also we have our first Patreon patron, big surprise for me. So I just want to give a really big thank you shout out to Tracy. Thank you, Tracy, for being the first official patron of the Witchy Historian. We appreciate you. Um, so on to today's episode. Um, so as I've mentioned before, I am a practicing pagan, eclectic witch. I do a lot with herbology and plant medicine divination such as tarot, runes, and pendulums, some astrology, crystals, and some fairy and spirit work, mediumship, and a little dream interpretation. I'm also starting to study the Akashic records and numerology, so I do a lot of different things on a more preliminary level and reach out to more experienced witches for more in-depth guidance. But my real story begins as a very young girl. So I was raised in a Christian nationalist cult, but I spent a lot of my early years at my maternal grandmother's house, uh, especially in the summertime. She's Romani, um, and she had a lot of books that shared information about our heritage, and she had a tarot deck that she showed me when I was really young, I think maybe like six or seven, and the house that she lived in, um, her and my grandfather had built on um, indigenous land. Um, my grandfather had a really good relationship with the indigenous groups that uh, still used that land. And he maintained their land use rights even after the government had terminated them. So uh, he had a really, really good relationship with them. But there was also like, a lot of trauma in the family and other stuff that kind of happened in that house and on that land. So there was a lot of spiritual stuff and paranormal, like miasma <laughs> that was hanging around there. 
And I'll share some of the details about my experiences in that house later um, in a different episode. But I experienced a lot of things. So I went through kind of this really weird Christian nationalist cult, right? Knowing that there's all of this unexplainable stuff that I had personally experienced. I knew it wasn't in my head. Um, I didn't have anything to help me understand it or cope with it. Um, And the cult's teachings were based on fundamentalist Calvinism. So... (laughs) Fundamentalist Calvinism has a couple of primary tenets, and those teachings are that white Europeans are the real Israelites, which of course we know through archaeology and history that is definitively false, Um, very, very anti-Semitic. And then the other primary teaching was that men are stationed as the head of household, but instead of being like leaders and protectors, they are authoritarians and enforcers. So their law is, their or their position as fathers in the household is to make all of the laws and enforce them. Um, it really, really damaging. The family structure is a hierarchy, parents, are not partners, but the father is the owner and the mother is the servant. Children are property and they are the intended workforce for the household. And for me, um, my my mother and my stepfather uh, are both white. I am mixed. My, my birth father is mixed. Um, that resulted in me bearing the vast majority of the housekeeping and maintenance um, it also took on, I also took a lot on like a lot of the childcare responsibilities for my younger half siblings. Um, I was basically the second mom and I ran the vast majority of the household for um, a very large portion of my life from about the ages of eight until I was 18 and moved out of the house. Um, since my dad my birth dad was Latinx and I mixed my mom and stepdad really, really um, drove home with me and made sure that I knew that my place in the house was not to be necessarily part of the family, but it was to be, um, to know my place as I was not someone that was predestined to be saved, that I was someone that was I, I was going to end up in servitude in the kingdom of heaven. And by following their rules here, I was just securing my place as like a head servant instead of as a slave. Um, my stepdad was also really um, anti-medicine, anti-science. Um, so I learned a lot about herbal medicine as a young child, I went to all of his certification classes with him and all of that. So after I had this really weird and kind of like trauma filled childhood and early adulthood, I started really actively deconstructing that trauma through therapy and mental health education in my early 30s. I turned 30 in 2016 uh, for some context there. And sorting through all of this led me to realizing how much of that trauma 
was based in religion and how much trauma religion causes for so many people. So I left the church in May of 2019. So by October of that year, I had started researching some other types of experiences I'd had. Um, My partner, James, he had been practicing for about 15 years at that point. Um, So I started dabbling in about early 2020. He introduced me to some of the basic concepts through his books that he had, and he bought me my first tarot deck. And we started, he started showing me some of the things that he did, and I started practicing very much independently with guidance of books and kind of watching uh, experienced practitioners and things like that. So I started reading about different practices and cultures. I learned about what was respectful and what was appropriation. I explored Wicca and I even looked into Satanism, but the structure and the rules and kind of like that club membership feel of those more organized um, groups really reminded me too much of the church and I hadn't really fully deconstructed that trauma yet. I'm still working through it today. So I made my own path with the information that I had found. About a month into my practice because of all of this trauma, right? I was determined that I was not going to work with any deities. um, But Apollo kept bothering me and he made it clear that he was not going to go away. Um, I have some clear audience abilities so I can hear spirits and other beings that decide to communicate. Uh, I've worked with about a dozen deities over the years, um, over the last three years, mostly for short periods of time or even just a single working or a couple of spells. But when I was ignoring Apollo, he would pluck his harp in my ear and he would send just like single ravens to sit in my window and caught at me through the glass. Like, hello. <laughs> and once I finally started responding to him and working with him and including him in some of the stuff that I was doing, things started to change for me really, really quickly. I spent a lot of time doing workings for myself, healing and doing a lot of that type of thing. I did a lot of reading and I spent like months, months gathering herbs and candles, crystals and other tools. The most important lesson that I learned in this time was to trust my intuition and how to combine my mental health journey with my spiritual path. So over the last three years, my journey as a witch has gotten me through relationship struggles trauma healing, a bachelor's degree. I'm now in graduate school and my family and I made a huge move halfway across the country. I have found more members of my chosen family than I ever thought possible. And it is largely because of their support and inspiration that this podcast is even possible. Um, Namely, Rachel from Anahata's Purpose and Two Geminis and a Leo podcast. I urge you all to check them out. Uh, Rachel is an amazing, amazing person. And she very, very, very much inspired me to take my life back and kind of, you know, take it by, take, take the bull by the horns, as they say, and 
chase something that I had been dreaming about for a, a few years by this time. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, it, without my path and without taking the opportunity to heal myself through my spirituality and through my mental health, I would not be here doing this today. So about kind of like what I do now, since my practice is eclectic and I'm of mixed heritage, I do kind of a hodgepodge of different things. I do a little bit with Romani things. Um, my father also has some Native American indigenous uh, heritage. And so I, I do a little bit, but I haven't been trained in it. So I don't do closed practices, uh, things like that. I am not necessarily the best witch. I do forget about the moon cycle until I can't sleep for three days. Um, you know, our herbs aren't organized at all. Our, our bookshelf is kind of a mess. I finally did alphabetize the books the way that I want them. <laughs> um, I forget to clean my altars. I don't always change them for the seasons and Sabbaths. I, you know, I don't remember to pull a tarot card every day. Uh, my altar box, my big one with Apollo in it, um, got left behind in Wisconsin when we moved to Virginia. So nobody's perfect, but witchcraft isn't about being perfect. It's about finding your true self, right? And becoming the best version of you that you can be today. My motto is that my only and highest competition is myself. My path doesn't have to look like anyone else's and yours doesn't either. And the longer that I practice, you know, the small things that make my life a little bit more magical, like stirring some of our Lord and Savior cinnamon into my morning coffee or making a floor wash to bring in some new fresh energy. It's more natural all of the time to include these things into my daily routine. It's no longer just a spiritual practice. It's part of who I am and what I do. So there you have it. That's me. <laughs> my story isn't super exciting. I didn't really have like a come away from Jesus moment. Um, but it's mine. And that's me. That's how I got here. I will share some more details about specific aspects of my journey in later episodes, but in the meantime, feel free to shoot me an email and I will be happy to answer any specific questions that any of you have. Speaking of, if you would like to send an email, you can reach me at thewitchyhistorian at gmail.com. You can follow me on TikTok at thewitchyhistorian on Instagram at witchyhistorian and at facebook.com slash the witchy historian or if you go to the search bar and search the witchy historian pod listeners it should be there if you would like to get a shout out here on the show like Tracy did you can go to patreon.com slash the witchy historian and there are three different tiers of support that you can choose from and each one gets a little bit something, something from me. Um, and as things move along, I may be adding additional tiers, um, but I'll announce that here on the show if and when that happens. But in the meantime, thank you all so much for joining me. And I will see you in two weeks on February 2nd, when we will go back to 1209 and discuss 
the Albigensian heresies. Have a wonderful couple of weeks, and I'll see you then. Bye!